This is Rich Cusslin, the Birth of Venus podcast, birthofvenus.substack.com, with a note on writing. Many, if not most, of the essays I begin to read, which I don't complete on Substack, I find to be prolix, self-aggrandizing, and whiny. That is, too many words, always about me, 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 and complaining. But I think, if you want to be a successful expository writer, in fact, you have to be brief, measured, and persuasive. You have to be your own editor on this platform. So here are my three recommendations. Cut impersonalize, and transform. I'll read those three again. Cut, impersonalize, and transform. Cut, simply, editing. Reread and repeat the rereading before posting. It used to be when there was a print world and periodicals and magazines and newsletters were sent out in print copies that you had to be mindful of the cost. There was postage. You had to mail it to the recipient. You had to print it, so you had to pay for paper and ink. And there was labor involved in the printing thereof, and also in the distribution. So it cost money. And if you could cut your language to the barest essentials, you could limit the number of pages, and you could curtail your cost, because sending out newsletters and periodicals generally was not an incredibly money-making type of a venture. But nowadays with the Internet, wow, you can just say whatever you want, blab on and on and on and on, but that doesn't necessarily mean people are going to read you. In fact, I think it's a lot easier for you to be persuasive if you do most of the reader's work for him. So what does that mean? Number one, cut. What do you cut? You cut the fat. What is non-essential? Reread it, repeat your rereading, and cut even more. Now, of course, it takes time, and it takes effort, and it takes skill. It's only after 40 years of practice that I can now sift out the nuggets from the chaff in mere minutes, when, a long time ago, it wasn't apparent what the chaff was. You have to learn to identify what is not essential. And that requires a lot of knowledge about language, not just the use of language, in your own case, but how other people use language. So, for example, one of the great essayists of the past century, he's still with us, of course, is Joseph Epstein. Joseph Epstein's writing is a particularly fine model for the short, expository, and persuasive essay. The quality of writing in the American Scholar, which was a periodical I used to read when he was the editor, was uniformly higher than ever since, and compared to many of the journals that were coming out at the time, was the writing was better, because he was a better writer, because he cut more. He put in only what was necessary where it was necessary, and he took out what wasn't necessary. His editorials were always pinnacles of achievement to look forward to in every issue. I suggest that you take a look at a book, a compendium of his essays called The Ideal of Culture, containing the wonderful essay that he wrote called The Ideal of Culture, and it has recently come out in hardback. That's a, a great essay that you can enjoy, uh, excuse me, essay collection that you can enjoy and also learn from, as I do. So the first uh, recommendation is to cut. 
The second recommendation is to impersonalize. Impersonalize. That means count the number of times I appears or references to yourself. <clears throat> I was at the gym this morning and there's a woman speaking. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Every other sentence was I feel that. Once or twice she used I think that. But it was a constant self-reference when she was talking to her friend. She must have said it 30 times in just one conversation. People do that when they're writing, too, because they're constantly self-referencing. Well, who cares? Who cares? Is it all about you? Is that what your writing is all about, about you? Isn't it about the subject, the topic that you want to persuade other people to adopt? Do you care how I feel? I'll bet you don't. The essay ought to be about the points you wish to persuade others to adopt. For example, I also found a, a, a an essay recently in which I counted many dozens of instances of the the word essay, uh, excuse me, the word I in an essay written by a fairly well known writer. But I didn't finish the essay because uh, it's all about you, isn't it? No, it's not. The subjective is only persuasive when it's clear to the reader that it pertains to the reader. So read your writing as a stranger. That's very difficult to do, especially if you've never considered your writing as coming from another individual. Set aside the writing for hours or days or even weeks. I have essays unfinished as yet, even though I began them years ago. That's not being dilatory. They're just not ready yet to be hatched. I'm still thinking. I'm still digesting. I'm still gestating. My point of self-reference in this section, in which I talk about myself and my experience, is precisely to demonstrate the linkage between communicator and recipient. Yes, you can refer to yourself. Just don't overdo it. It's not all about you. Impersonalize. Number three, transform. Transform. Adopt the attitude that the point of the essay, if it stems initially from disgust or anger or complaint, is transformative. That is, in your essay, you attempt to improve the condition by offering a solution or some kind, in, in, in lieu of a solution, some kind of amelioration of the condition. That then is a contribution and a benefit to the reader. Isn't that why you're writing? To benefit the reader? Why else would anyone write if not to benefit the reader? Oh, maybe you need to think about why you're writing. This third ideal of expository writing is in fact the most important of them all. Transform. I'm not saying necessarily one needs to be didactic. The brief, measured, and constructive writer is the more persuasive. That's today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. My name is Rich Cuslin. The Birth of Venus podcast, birthofvenus.substack.com. Be well and God bless.